0: LSG Media presents Without Limits, a Westworld podcast. I'm your host, Dean. I'm Jessica. And on this week's episode, we bring you Season 2, Episode 9, Vanishing Point. All right, Jessica, we're on, it's Vanishing Point time. We got guns to people's heads. We got lots of breakups in this one, right? A lot of angry siblings, and uh, siblings. I
1: don't know why you said that. <laughs> you must be thinking of Game of Thrones.
0: Must be thinking of Game of Thrones. A lot of angry, um, what's the word they use? Spouses or yeah, whatnot. Spouses
1: would I mean, Teddy's
0: not lovers. really married. Lovers. 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 Yeah. Jilted lovers should be so the name many. of this episode. Jilted
1: lovers and children.
0: Who are the jilted lovers you might ask for Vanishing Point? They're the following. The man in black and his dead wife. They're Teddy and Dolores. And then there's Bernard and Elsie.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. A lot of jilted lovers in this episode, and we're going to focus on that today.
1: We sure are. I aren't. mean, it's a
0: bit presumptuous to say Bernard and Elsie lovers. That might make a well, listener, uh, Elsie fan extraordinaire, Danny, uh, Elsie fan extraordinaire, Fowlch, very mad. But we're going to go ahead and dive right into this week's episode with some opening impressions. The ninth episode, there's one more to go. What did you think of Vanishing Point? Give me your, t- give me your thoughts.
1: Um, so I watched it live on Sunday night, if I remember correctly. I did. Um. And I was I was like, okay, I feel like I like this episode. I feel like there's a lot of good stuff in it, but I was so high on last week's episode that I feel like I was immediately down on this episode mm-hmm. because I wanted it to be just about the man in black. I didn't want anybody else, and I wanted more young William. I wanted Jimmy Simpson on my screen. and I did not really get that. Mm-hmm. So my first watch through, which also was after like a wine tasting where I tried 56 wines, so I can't like, you know, judge my... My true perception. You're on that Juliet path. I said, yep. I said, I don't know. I kind of relate to this Juliet broad. Hmm. Anywho, when I rewatched it tonight. So,
0: sadly, <laughs> I kind of relate to William. <laughs> I just have a black stain in my soul and I don't like anything or anyone. <laughs>
1: oh my God. Anyways, um, when I rewatched this, which I, I just did right before I podcasted, I, I think it's a really good episode. I think the William stuff is great. Um, the, the Man in Black stuff is great. The stuff with him and his daughter's great. I think there are a lot of shocking moments as far as the death of Emily, the death of Teddy. Um, is the Man in Black a host? Is this going to be our big reveal? Which is a thing I never thought was really possible. And it's something he doesn't really know the answer to, I feel like, which is interesting. Um, so, yeah, I thought there was a lot of good stuff in this episode. Um, there was some stuff that I have questions about. Okay. But... I liked it a lot. I thought it was a really good, a strong, strong episode of television on second viewing. Um, Not as good as last week's, but I think a pretty good penultimate episode for Westworld, for sure, for this season.
0: I think it's a perfect setup episode for the finale. I think they're closing down some things that they need not jam into episode 10. Mm -hmm. I think closing down the Teddy thing is a good idea before going into 10. I think closing down uh, the Man in Blacks You would almost call them distractions, although Emily was a pleasant character and their back and forth, their dialogue was good, but it's good to kind of close that up and let the man in black find whatever his reckoning is in the season finale. Um, And I think Bernard needs to do what Bernard needs to do, kind of free of Elsie. And I know that's probably not a popular opinion with some of our listeners, but I think this was a good move for turning either either quite literally shutting the hose off to the life of certain characters or just redirecting it to uh, more starving crops, which should be the finale where we see everything sort of turning up. I don't know what that metaphor was. I'm just going to pretend I know what it means. But my point is, I think it makes sense that they did what they did this week. And I liked the reveals on the Man in Black. Um, I liked seeing his situation with his wife and what happened. And it was intense. It was dramatic. I'm glad it wasn't him that killed his wife. Literally, that would have been a bit, a a bridge too far for me. I like that it was something like his attitude, his very personality driving her to what she did to herself. I think that's such a man in black thing, that stain he talks about. Um, Great monologuing out of him this week. So, yeah, let's... Let's dive right into that bad Larry and get into it. Okay. So that we open with a man in black monologue. He talks about his stain. He talks about how he doesn't remember a time when he didn't have the stain. Invisible to everyone except you. You saw right through it, didn't you? He's, of course, referring to his Juliet, right? Yes. A fitting name. Uh, We see the man in black at a black tie event. They're talking Plutarch, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, This is funny. This is like a misappropriated quote that um, everyone started quoting after the movie Die Hard, which was um, spoken by the villain Hans when he said, when Alexander looked upon the breadth of his domain, he wept for there were no more worlds to conquer. A lot of people say it that way. And it's interesting that they correct the actual quote in this, which was, Alexander when was, when he was told that there were, I'm paraphrasing when he was told that there were an in, in infinity of worlds, he wept as he hadn't become the Lord of just of even one or something. So it's cool. I like that. The man in black corrects us. We see he's an educated man.
1: He um, read because he was poor.
0: Correct. Juliet, also a reader. I would rather, rich. I would rather excel in my knowledge of what is excellent than in the extent of my powers and my possessions That's a great quote. Uh, so just a little, uh, playful banter here and, uh, you know jack you know this jack guy doesn't really matter this comes down to a little an interaction between juliet and the man in black doesn't it jessica
1: yeah i call that guy douchebag number two
0: yep not quite a roland
1: no i forgot his name and had to ask what it was and then i still just wrote douchebag in my notes so i don't even know why i asked
0: that's um that's that's good analysis so far thank you what else do you what else i mean there's not much going on here
1: no, it's um. Th- there are a couple things. Um, she says like she wishes her father were here to see it, and that seemed to unsettle him because mm-hmm. she obviously doesn't know what they were doing with the father, what he's been doing with the father all this time. Right. Um. He also pictures Dolores there, even though it's just another blonde girl. I really like that touch. Slick. This obsession with Dolores that continues. Um. That they they've-, they've done a lot of creating the man in black's character and the shit that's fucked up about him and both of these things, these little you know, needles to him of like, oh, I wish my father was here to see this. And, and seeing Dolores there in his mind, I, I like those little touches.
0: Yeah, I like it too. Um, he, he wraps this scene up before we move to him at camp with Emily, where he just uh, says, the tiny fleck of darkness crept back. He wonders if it was all in his head. Well, back at this camp, we have the man in black and of course his daughter, Emily, supposedly. Um, they're at a rally point. As we know from last week, he was, of course, shot, which seemed to be a much worse shot than he's behaving, um, which I know is a point of contention for some listeners. but
1: Except the listeners that think he's a host.
0: Right. Then they're on board with the shit. Emily says that she knows why he's here. You're punishing yourself. I ran from the pain, too. I didn't want to think about what happened. I thought I was to blame.
1: Did you say that he immediately asked for his gun? That, that was the first thing he said?
0: Nope, that's a great point. The
1: first thing he says when he wakes up and he's sitting there with Emily, and she's like, all right, come on, Dad, is he asks for his gun. Before he even realizes he's that's at a so rally point. That's his immediate thought process. So man in black. Not thank you for rescuing me, daughter. I love you. I <laughs> raised you. My wife birthed you. You have my blood in you. He does not care.
0: Like a true man. He wants his pistola first.
1: How Honestly, how can anyone complain about their parents after they see Emily's upbringing? <laughs> poor girl.
0: Not too bad. <clears throat> well, she says, uh, you know, I, uh, she's you know, you're punishing yourself, I ran too, right? I thought I was to blame. She then asks, do you remember the jewelry box to my beautiful ballerina Emily? She remembers throwing it in the trash. If, if mom wasn't drunk all the time, she'd known I hadn't danced in years. So mom has a really destructive alcohol problem for years, apparently. Before the events we're seeing. That's an important point that she makes here, I think.
1: Yes. Like when she was 16, it was already an issue. Already an issue.
0: So, uh, go ahead. It's
1: Just about this jewelry box story, because I have questions about it. So she says she threw the jewelry box away and then she felt bad and she went back to get it and it was already gone. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the episode, we see Juliet with that jewelry box. That's where she puts the the profile, which Emily then sees. So is Emily lying here? No, no, I don't think so. So then...
0: I think it's supposed to be a marked tragedy, unless I'm misreading this or I didn't see something correctly, which was mom actually did recover the box and kept it because she cared. And I'm fine with that too. I was just
1: curious if that was the case.
0: I think it's supposed to be the painful moment of mom pulling it out and... In daughter, never knowing, she actually retrieved it but, from the trash. But she,
1: she did know it because she has the card now. So when she's telling the story, she knows that the jewelry box didn't actually get taken in the trash, is what I'm saying.
0: Does she? She If she only got the card.
1: The card was in the jewelry box. That's what we see at the end of the episode.
0: Of in whose hands?
1: Juliet puts the profile in that jewelry box.
0: Oh, that's where she retrieves it from? Yeah. Oh, I thought she'd left it for him in some other way.
1: No, she. we literally see her before she kills herself, put it in the jewelry box. Okay. So that was my question. Okay. Is, just, is it because the story sounds better when she tells it this way and it, it's more impactful? Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And, the, and everyone's saying, I think Emily discovered it post-mom's death. Yes, I agree. I'm just saying at, at this point when she's telling the story, she knows it didn't get taken away by the garbage men.
0: Correct. That's yeah. All. If you're thinking If you're thinking from a continuity perspective- when she's telling the story, she has found the box yeah. since she has it with her today.
1: That's all I'm saying.
0: Right. Yeah, that's a great point.
1: Is that, I, I? and I agree with everyone in the chat, who says she did throw it away. She did think the trash took it. She found out after her mom died that her mom had actually taken it. And maybe she's telling the story this way because she doesn't want the man in black to know her true intentions at this point, obviously. Um,
0: it's possible, but regardless of if she discovered it post-mom's death or not, she would know about it in this moment.
1: Yeah, that, that, that's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I agree. The well, story obviously just...
1: sounds better this way. Sure. And also, and also, I think, and now the more I think about it, now that I say it out loud, I think that because she, her, her whole goal is to essentially ruin his life and make him suffer and pay for what he did. And I think that her telling the story this way is the way she has, she has to lie and tell the story this way to, to keep him from understanding her true, like, plans.
0: I don't know. I, I, that's a, that could just be a fuck up. Or maybe, maybe I'm just missing something. Perhaps somebody in the chat can enlighten us. I don't see any chat answers that I love yet, but maybe if, if somebody doesn't some poking around. If I know Andrea, she's on like the tenth fucking uh subreddit thing looking <laughs> the shit up. <laughs> Between all the other nefarious searches. All right. All right. So, yeah, I mean, it's possible. Scott's saying it's possible. She's just trying to get an emotional connection, and that's—
1: But I don't think she wants emotional—she wants to punish him. This is already what she said. Like, that's her ultimate goal.
0: Well, then maybe that's a form of punishment. Um, So
1: then I wonder, because she says, I pushed her away. Um, I was too late, but it's not too late for us. Is this story literally like a false emotional thing to catch him off guard so she can get him where she wants him, which is sitting there when QA comes to throw him in jail? right. Andrea she dug it out of the trash Yes Andrea we yes, know <laughs> we're, we're past
0: the digging that out of the trash We know she dug it out of the trash But we're yes. saying she knows in this moment So she's she was, either she's, Then she's lying we, She's misleading him
1: We know that Juliet went out to the recycling bin Okay She was like is there any leftover wine in any of these bottles Did I make a mistake I'm thirsty mm-hmm. And then she saw the jewelry box mm. I got it I got you Juliet. <laughs> We've been there. All
0: right, let's move past this. So we shoot over to Dolores because we gotta we gotta get moving with her. And this is an interesting story moment.
1: Yeah, this is what I say. Well not this part, but I'm like, yeah, Dolores. That's what I say. Got it. <laughs> Emily
0: doesn't want him to know about she she she's in his Westworld life.
1: Yes, I um <laughs> Also, she's on a freeway with a nugget in her mouth. If you're wondering, not Emily, Andrea. Um, yes, I, I think that that makes sense. She's telling this story in a certain way for his benefit, so he doesn't know that she's onto him. Essentially, so so it's a lie. Yes, she's lying, okay. and she knows she's lying.
0: That's the point. It had to be a lie. Yes, or a total fuck up.
1: Is is Which, it a lie, or the writers don't know how to write a show?
0: Correct. Okay, it can only be That's one all. of two things.
1: I feel like or she's, been a, lot of
0: time she's a host and somebody else. Just kidding.
1: She's definitely a right. host. She's um,
0: dead. Yeah, she's dead. Got shot up. Real nice. R I B. But um, Dolores, they encounter the Ghost Nation, and uh, the Ghost Nation man says to her, this place is not meant for you, meaning <laughs> the valley beyond.
1: And Dolores is like, no, LOL. I've already been telling everybody else <laughs> that it's not meant for them. I win.
0: Yeah, she says, it's a bill for the rulers of this place, a tool for their immortality. I'm going to use it against them. It is not a tool, white lady. It's a door to a new world, untouched by blood. Does he
1: say white lady? Was no. that in the, the notes? Because um, you said it like it was legit.
0: Yeah, it was pretty good, right? Well, you know, I'm a master of improvisation. I don't know if you know yeah, that. Okay. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Your new world is another one of their traps. The only real world exists beyond these borders, and the key to our survival of that world leads to the valley. There's no stopping us. Then you leave us no choice. Hi, hi. They fight, and it doesn't go well for Ghost Nation, because these guys have guns and horses. So, uh, Teddy shoots him up, um, but he lets this guy live, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, the one guy who was really good friends with our guy.
0: Yes, yep.
1: Um, And also, what I found interesting, two things in the scene. One is they both, I think they both have such different ideas of what the Valley Beyond is and what it means, which is so interesting. Um, Makes sense. And two, I like that we see the Lakota... Ghost Nation guy that QA found in that earlier episode. Good point. And they looked inside his mind yep. um, and saw Dolores killing him essentially. Very good. Um, that we're now seeing we've we're, already we've caught seen up. this before.
0: Yep, we're catching up to that episode. In
1: in the memory, and now we're seeing how he ended up there.
0: Yep. It's a great. Essentially. Point. I did not spot that on my first watch.
1: Neither did I, but I spotted it this time and I was real proud of myself.
0: Yeah. You're in the chat they're saying the battle kind of doesn't go well for either side. Yeah, plenty of casualties on both sides.
1: Yeah, but like we don't care about anyone but Dolores and Teddy, like because the angels are dead. So they're people
0: I kind of care about Ghost Nation.
1: Yeah, I care about Ghost Nation. I'm saying I don't care about Dolores and Teddy.
0: It's true. Well, they um, they take off. But Teddy lets uh, Teddy lets our boy run away.
1: Yeah. Because Teddy's like he's planning he's writing a suicide note right now.
0: Teddy's a white hat at heart.
1: This is a swan song, guys.
0: He's a white hat at heart. That's just the way he is. That's the way he'll always be. But we got to go uh, and take a look at all magic, magic touch Clementine here with her fucking magic spells. God. Pretty intense shit here. So uh, Hale and Roland are programming Clementine with an executable command um, that they can use. Uh, this comes down to this mesh network stuff we've been talking about the whole season which is this ability to wirelessly communicate this command, which gets all of these hosts to kill each other.
1: Yeah. So they're basically turning Maeve's mind into a weapon, essentially. Yeah. Through this mesh network.
0: Through through comment time in this particular scene. Yeah, so
1: they're using her to do it.
0: Right. They're making, this is like, a, you know, the mask of the Red Death, where the guy goes and he dances with all those people and makes them all sick.
1: Is that I in Poe?
0: Yeah, it's really cool. Is that? I think so.
1: I think we're both wrong.
0: Hold on. Mask of the Red Death? Shoot. Is it? I thought it was, but maybe it's not.
1: I right, hold on. I have to use this keyboard because there's some T's in there.
0: A couple of T's.
1: I got to be careful. At Ground Poe, it Mask of Poe, the Red so Death. I was right. All right, I feel better about myself.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool. Old uh, Prince Prospero going down hard.
1: I get all, like, bothered about myself when I can't immediately, like, Make a literary reference, and then sometimes I make them fast, and I'm like, "Oh, was I right or wrong?" And I'm like really snobby about it, so it's hard for me. You know what I'm saying?
0: You should call. Uh, you should call it Matt and talk about literary references.
1: Yeah, I think I'm gonna go to a party, like the Man in Blacks party, and talk about how I read because I was poor
0: <laughs> Correct people when they misquote old Greek philosophers. Yeah, that's it's a good move.
1: That's that's what I'm gonna do. It's
0: really sexy. Except
1: for me, it'll be like, "Oh, I'm sorry." This is what actually happened in Pet Cemetery.
0: He'd be like, "You're wrong. Here's what. Yeah, exactly."
1: Pet so Cemetery. So be like, "Oh, huh. that's we were talking about Shakespeare. Well, I can do Shakespeare."
0: At least. Nope, that's Roland the Gunslinger. Sorry, you uh, clearly are not educated.
1: Clearly. <laughs>
0: but anyway, Clementine, time. Put your hand on the glass. Uh, I love the scene. I like the build up to it. It's uh, this is intense, man. She starts a royal rumble in that glass room, in that glass cage of emotion.
1: Pretty intense. Like, there are people biting each other and shit. That, was, was, like, that was Yeah,
0: they're getting, getting after her. So this is bad. This is uh, the Trojan horse kind of thing going on here. But uh, she also tells Roland that they likely won't need the madam anymore. So this is uh, kind of Hale saying, we, we don't really need the madam, meaning the, Maeve.
1: Yeah, all they're going to do is they're going to send Clementine out with Stubbs and his people and essentially make her make all the hosts kill themselves. Yes. And each other. Mm. So. Mm. That's what I'm saying. That's what they're saying. I hate Hale and, and the sky. They suck. Ugh.
0: So Ford tells Bernard, I told you not to trust them. They'd rather destroy than free the hosts. Bernard says he needs to go see Elsie. Not yet, Ford tells oh, him.
1: Oh, no. Oh, no, sir. He has
0: one more thing to do.
1: You may not see Elsie. You'll keep her waiting. <laughs> this is your third date.
0: <laughs> Bernard, I do not want you to call her yet.
1: <laughs> I want you, you wait three hours <laughs> to respond to that text, Bernard
0: Bernard, I, wa- I don't want you to friend request her yet, Bernard Do not make this Facebook official <laughs> until our fourth session And then perhaps, Bernard, we shall see
1: If she does not accept you, Bernard mm.
0: By the fifth date, Bernard, you will be seeing her valley beyond
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just do what I say, Bernard I'll teach you how to be classy, sexy so if a man in can, black, him, for sure. Hmm?
1: So if anyone can, it's Nancy Hopkins. Like, listen to me, Bernard. And
0: you'll have her in the back of the car.
1: Some Chianti
0: On a hot Kentucky Bob night beans, or whatever he says. I don't know.
1: Is that what he says? A hot Kentucky night?
0: No, I said that.
1: Does that seem like that's up his alley? <laughs>
0: uh-huh. How's that even
1: up your alley? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, we've any ever even like like I couldn't even point out Kentucky on a map. No offense to anyone who lives there. There's no, nothing wrong. That's with an it. offense
0: to you. To be honest with you.
1: Yeah, except once when I was in high school, I had to put all the states where they go on the map.
0: You did that in high school? Yeah. What kind of media last class were you and in? And I
1: had to, um, it, oh, know their in capitals. high school,
0: you had to do a map touch thing. Yeah, and I had to know their fourth capitals. Not in grade. And I had
1: to know their capitals. And I also had to know all the commandments and all the presidents in order. Thank it, you. In high school? Yes. US History won honors with Mr. Cody. What? Honors? <laughs> what the fuck? That was your special test that you basically yeah, just did memorization. Special. Everybody got a hundred. So if you failed another test about fucking George Washington, you were fine.
0: Fucking special.
1: That was Mr. Cody. A lot of girls had a crush on him, even though he's an older man. Just saying. I don't
0: know <laughs> What's anything up, about Mr.
1: Cody. I know.
0: I don't know anything about that. All right. So the man in black. <laughs> That's whole piece of this podcast. Crushing on older men. That's my wheelhouse. Um, <laughs> it's my wheelhouse. <laughs> all right. What am I doing here? Man in black shit. <laughs> Now that we see the evil spells of (laughs) Hale and Roland.
1: (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I'm laughing so
0: hard. Fucking man in black. This guy's been dying for like three weeks like some Civil War fucking veteran.
1: Oh, my God. Took
0: a musket ball back in the Valley Forge battle. Now I'm just dying for weeks.
1: Oh, my God. He's going to go to
0: Kentucky. Hocker-tuckin' nights, man in black.
1: (laughs) So full of splendor.
0: (laughs) Your final test there, William. It's going to be to drag that old Dolores back into your... Into the back of your wagon. But uh, Man in Black wonders how only found him. Big place, could look for months. So he's already starting his uh, decision-making, right? Yeah, his inquisition. Knows.
1: He's testing her now. He's, at this point, it's funny because they're almost testing each other. She wants to see if there's any humanity in him. She wants to, I think a little bit, she, she does. Even though you see the point where she's like, no, I always did this because I wanted to like, ruin you. But I think deep down she kind of does want to see if there's anything human about him. Mm -hmm. Um, he is testing her at this point. He's starting to test her, I feel. Yeah,
0: this is, um, she's kind of searching, hoping, right?
1: False hope. False hope. Not going to go well. You're going to be dead
0: soon. Well, he's a a virus. He's a virus. I don't
1: know what that means. A virus. Oh. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't say it like that. I say it like the normal people say it, which is virus.
0: Mm -hmm. What's the capital of Kentucky?
1: I remember so you're telling Dito's me high school you're telling me
0: your honors map class failed?
1: It wasn't a map class. <laughs> I know all the states in alphabetical order though. Does everybody else know that cuz there was like a song?
0: Well, let's kick right, a I, just,
1: I hope the chat knows. Shelly, if anyone knows about that song, tell me.
0: <laughs> I think the answer is chicken. Kentucky fried chicken.
1: Ooh, that's right. why I'm Frank, Frank, oh, that's not only chicken. Oh,
0: Frankfurt. No, says it's Frankfurt whiskey. There
1: you go. Yeah, that's the capital of Kentucky. I think you're correct. It's either that or it's like a country singer's name. Like
0: that's pretty it's, much it's it. probably bourbon. To if you want to be an alcohol snob. <laughs> so um, hell? she suggests fate. He says it doesn't exist. She says that there are accidents. Now, I like this line from her. She says there are accidents, things that can't be controlled. But you don't like that, do you? It's this is why you started your little project. Now he looks surprised at this answer. Mm -hmm. At this line of inquiry. The project Uncle Logan used to talk about, your pursuit for immortality, for life. There's always an angle with you. You want it to be about control. And he says it has nothing to do with control. And at this point, I ask myself, then what does it have to do with, dear sir? And I like the answer by the end.
1: But he says, what's your angle? And she says, I want in. What do you think of that? I think that she's playing him, which she is. And he thinks it's just proof that it's not really her. Well, cut to a black tie event. What's funny about this whole thing is that he's so convinced he knows her so well that he's like, okay, this is not really her. This isn't right. She would never do this. And the reason why she's saying these things is she wants to get more information, get close to him because she she wants to use it against him. Isn't it interesting? Like, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. It's very interesting. Wait. No, it is.
1: Back to the party. William and Emily are bros and best friends in this life. I know all about this. When you've got parents that fight, one parent's like, oh, your other parent's pretty shitty. And then you're like, this parent's the best parent, even though they're the asshole parent. I got all that in my therapy sessions. That's
0: good. <laughs> Why don't you put your feet up and tell me about your life some more.
1: No, but like, this is like a legit thing. Like her- Yeah, we know. Her and William obviously seem close. Like they're at good terms at this point. And, and she's, she's against Julia. Like she thinks Julia is the one with the problem.
0: Yes. She is. He is too.
1: Well, anyway. They're all the problem. Uh, the fact that Emily is so well-adjusted is pretty impressive. Although, how well-adjusted is she when she likes to go shoot tigers and also shoot men so she can bang them?
0: All these questions, we hope, we are answered the in the finale. So, there are a party. Mom is drunk. She offers to take mom. I want a night off. He says he'll do it. First, he, gets to, uh, he goes to the bar to have his own little drinky poo. And well, who
1: does he run into? Well, well, she says, I'll take mom home so you can have a night off. And he says, no. I said that. Oh, okay. You just said it really fast and it didn't it's make true. sense to me.
0: Trying to make up for lost time.
1: Oh, he, Anyways, he goes to the bar and he says, give me a McCullen. But I think that he's going to say, what is the name that Desmond, the, the drink Desmond drinks in Lost? Somebody tell me. I've asked this multiple times in this chat for this very show. Anyway, he gets his expensive, whatever, scotch, whiskey. I don't know the difference. Um, And there's Ford.
0: Pleasantries are exchanged.
1: What's Oz doing without his wizard? <laughs> That sounds pleasant treat to me.
0: Uh, how unflappable is Ford, though?
1: Ford is so interesting. The way he talks and the way he interacts. even He's like, oh, I came to pay my respects. Like, even <clears> just <throat> that wording is so off. I'm like, oh, it's like this guy, I don't know. Came to pay my respects sounds like something you say when somebody dies. Right. And this is supposed to be a celebratory party. McCutcheon, thank you, Scott. That's the whiskey from Lost. Um But we know his wife is also going to die. That this is what we're leading up to. Hmm. And and he's just so foreboding in the way that he speaks. It's just so interesting.
0: It's like he knows something you don't know always. Yes. But apparently there's a deal between Delos and Ford. Ford stays out of the valley in exchange for Delos staying out of the stories. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Ford says he didn't break the agreement that the project did. When was the last time you took a good look at your creation of what it's been learning about its subjects? It was self knowledge that drew you to the park in the first place, William. Be careful what you wish for. Ford slides the man in black, a disc of sorts. Yeah. The the the, the, the penultimate disc, which will
1: Is that the word kill his wife? Pentultimate?
0: Pentultimate. That's
1: the word for the disc?
0: Penumbra. Pen- Pennington.
1: Pentultimate means the episode before the finale.
0: Pen pun pun pen- punishment <laughs> tracks. <laughs> Pangle trinkets trockens traps. Um, so, yeah, he slides it over to him, and he says,
1: there you go. There's a profile, bro. You might not like it.
0: Yeah, you're not going to like that mirror <clears> of sorts. <throat> Enough games, Robert. No, William, I think perhaps one final game.
1: This is what I'm like, yeah, this is my friend Hannah of right here. Yes. This is every time Anthony Hopkins has played a serial killer or something of the sort. I
0: like how he says it after he walks away. Just That's so Ford.
1: It's so Anthony Hopkins. It's so
0: Anthony Hopkins, right? He's
1: like literally... Watching Anthony Hopkins and Ed Harris just in a scene together is amazing. It's pretty that good. That we get this on a fucking television show.
0: Pretty good.
1: Like, these are two of, like, the greats.
0: They are greats.
1: You know? Just saying.
0: Well, Anyways. let's go see uh, what Bernard's up to.
1: Bernard, Bernard-
0: Bernard- Arnold is trying to access uh, the room that Maeve is locked in. He is denied. And that's when Ford says... She will search Bernard's mind and find a message he left for her, basically. Don't
1: worry about it, Bernard. You don't need to go into the room. <laughs> mavis is too powerful for that.
0: Well, Bernard heads down to the valley to meet up with Elsie.
1: He doesn't go up to the valley. He goes to the
0: carport. Sorry, the carport. Uh, <laughs> vehicle bay, I wrote. Why did I say valley? I literally wrote vehicle bay. I don't know. Carport.
1: I, call, I didn't write anything. I just said Bernard goes to Elsie. Carport. He goes to where,
0: where the fuck do they live? Tallahassee? <laughs> Just, fucking roof. They live
1: in Kentucky, obviously <laughs> There are anyway, carports there
0: Ford tells Bernard not to trust her What did you find in the cradle? Well, what they're doing to James Delos They're doing to everyone who's ever entered the park Repl- play, Replicating their cognition? Why? To turn guests into hosts? You're fucking kidding, Elsie says To which Bernard says All the guests laid bare in code On a vast server like the cradle, only much bigger It's called the forge That's where the hosts are headed Imagine what one host could do with control of that information. That's why we need to get there first, to secure it and leverage it to end all of this and dictate the ending that we want. Wow, that sounds like a good guy thing to do.
1: Yeah, but it's not going to be. Or it might be, but not Mm. for Elsie.
0: What do you think of that? The Forge. Very cool, I
1: think. Yeah, and it makes sense, of course, that that's something that they've been doing. And it's interesting how they, again, host different groups want to get there and seem to have some idea of what's going to be there when they get there, but they have different ideas of how they're going to use it.
0: Yes. Yes. All orchestrated by Ford, mind you.
1: Well, what's orchestrated by Ford?
0: Like he's pulled the strings in a way that...
1: That they know. Yeah. Okay. I think. I just don't know like when he's like, what, imagine what they'll do with it when they get there. Fucking what? What? They're going to be like, oh, this is somebody's life. I better just put it on fucking, uh, I don't know, TMZ. Like, I don't understand. What are they going to do with it? What are the hosts going to do when they get all the information? Like, what does Bernard think the hosts are going to do with the information? This is a serious question.
0: I don't think he, uh, I don't know. I guess we're going to find out what he thinks. There's no way to know what he actually thinks. Okay, well,
1: what do you think the hosts could do with all the information?
0: Um, my answer all, is nothing. All of the cognition of any guest that has ever stayed. Mm-hmm. It seems like a lot of information, a lot, it seems like, you know, the Facebook security breaches or the Twitter ones. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's like this times a million because we're talking about personality breaches to where they gain access to guest information um, that maybe they could use to mask themselves. I I kind of imagine this, the show turning into a thing where hosts just kind of somehow get back to the mainland and just walk in amongst seas of actual people.
1: And they pretend to be somebody else. Yes.
0: That's kind of what I imagine.
1: Okay. So basically, Dolores wants to go there so she can take somebody else's mind and go live a real life.
0: I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I can't tell you the motivation of Dolores. But I think that's the—I that I, I don't—I've thought that since before the show, before it even talked about the Forge. I've always thought I could just imagine what they would want is this boat gets to this fucking port and they just mingle in amongst the people and disappear free forever, kind of. Right. Right.
1: Um, and, and Daniel Fell says, what's DELOS going to do with it? And Scott TX says, um, it's insurance policy for rich people. Well, and I think, yeah. agree with what DELOS is doing this because they want to create immortality. If they can get it right, then they can sell this to people. Like, hey, you want to live forever? Mm-hmm. Like, here's how. Right. It's like when whats their face cloned her dog, which is not the same thing. But that's essentially what they're going to do. They're like, we'll clone you after you're dead. It'll be fine.
0: It's, it's a form of cloning, yeah. replicating cognition, consciousness, things Except like that. Except
1: you, nature. that doesn't, cloning doesn't actually do that. Right. Know why? Because that what's her face who cloned her dog was literally like, oh, they don't even really look alike or have the same personality. And it's like this, why did you clone your dog? Just Sounds go to like a rescue. shitty cloning. Barbara Streisand, right? Is that who did it? I oh guess. God, I'm I so mad about know, that. Cool.
0: But Anyways. anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what Bernard says. And of course they drive off. Yeah, they do. So we go back to the man in black. You say you want it. Doesn't sound like the daughter I know. She would have been appalled at all of this.
1: Right? Yeah. You? He's,
0: you know, what's interesting about him doing this is it's not like he's being deceptive about him possibly testing her.
1: Oh, yeah. No, he's been pretty obvious about that he doesn't believe it's her. Right. The whole time.
0: You think I'm going to bust you? In some cases, the ends justifies the means, she says. They're decisions, right?
1: Mm-hmm. It
0: gives people a second chance. Even mom. But to duplicate a person, you need to capture them down to the tiniest of details. You need a complete picture of the internal processes of their cognition, and that's when the man in black says, "At first, we didn't know what we need, so we copied everything." And that's when they wonder how. And he tips his hat up. What is he saying here?
1: He's saying it's in not necessarily the hat, but but essentially, you know, you walk in there and you put on their clothing, mm-hmm. their because you know, obviously, not everyone wears a fucking hat when they go into Westworld. I mean, I guess we can go back and look at every scene and see if someone's wearing a hat. But um, he's essentially saying, hey, you come in, you dress. we dress you in our clothes, we do whatever, and somewhere in there, there's something that's recording that data.
0: Yeah, I feel like they were saying it was the hat, though.
1: Yeah, but, it, well, in his case, he's probably saying, hey, this hat, because she immediately takes hers off. But not every single person that goes into a was wearing a hat. Was that man she banged wearing a hat? No. Just a hat. Was there any women that we've seen other than her wearing hats? No.
0: Just boots. Could be maybe perhaps just the garb.
1: That's what I said, the GARP, yeah. That's exactly what I said.
0: I guess if they can make robots that fuck, they can probably map cognition via clothing, I guess.
1: Like, it can't just be hats. Like, he was specifically saying his hat and his circumstance. But again, there's some bros who don't wear hats. Mm -hmm. Plenty of people don't wear hats. Yeah. I've seen a zillion of them walking around. Okay. Even bros. All All right, right. I'm wrapping it up. I'm wrapping it up. (laughs)
0: But, um, yeah, so uh, they've just been mapping it with their technology. Seems fair. Um, She pulls her hat off immediately. Uh, Didn't matter who they said they were or who they thought they were. We saw underneath all that. We saw inside them down to the core. I like how she puts the hat back on.
1: Yeah, she's like, okay.
0: So this is all about your mother, he wonders. You want to bring her back? No, I want to know why she did it.
1: And this is all funny because Emily knows why.
0: She has the disc. Yes. Right.
1: And I like this. Um, I like her questioning him, wanting to know what was different about that night. What was it? What was it? What was it? Because she wants him to admit to something, which right. she will not do.
0: Yep. It's, it, you know, sometimes you get confused watching a show when she asks the question, we cut to this, and it's like you think she's discovering it now, but she's not because she already knows At it the if very you think ends. about the story.
1: But it's, 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 you know, it's good storytelling. Yeah, and- for sure. Anyway.
0: So, Juliet and Billy's drunken fight. Um,
1: she's, it's probably a fight because William is like just really like a kind bro, seemingly in these scenes.
0: Or he's just dead inside. Yeah, at this point in their relationship,
1: I don't think he likes her. But then he pats her head a couple times, so that <laughs> seems kind.
0: I, I, yeah. Well, we can talk about all that, but okay. let's let's get to what's set here. Okay. She uh, she says she's pissed. He's quiet and cordial. She knows it's time for his yearly pilgrimage, basically. She's concerned with what he will do, but she's heard tales from Logan, right?
1: In this one, she calls him Billy, and she's like, oh, Billy. Like, she's trying to, like, get a rise out of him. Like, you know.
0: She recalls when the... Like a vindictive, terrible woman. Yeah. She recalls when they first met, and I was surrounded by all those phonies for so many years. All those ruthless and powerful men who hid behind those smiles. Then there was you in your shabby suit, and I look at you and think, wow, he's the real thing. The only one not faking it. It turns out... You're the only one actually good at faking it. Good enough to get past me, but not anymore. She yells at him, smacks him, calls him a virus. You've consumed my family from the inside out. My brother, then my father, and now it's me. So she is really laying the blame for everything wrong in her life, her brother's life, her family's life at his feet.
1: And she doesn't necessarily, I mean, she feels this way, but she hasn't watched the disc yet. So she already feels this badly about him without having, haven't, without having even seen his Westworld experiences. Sure. You know, killing kids, raping women, those things. Yep. Sure. That really makes you want to like, you know, keep your marriage going.
0: Mm. Just saying. Emily shows up. Mom.
1: Mom. Ugh. Mom. Ugh.
0: What is she doing here? You want to see me like this? You're sick. He's not the one who's sick. Look at you, Mom. We are going to have to take you back. She's not going back to the prison. You know, this is the traditional addict bullshit. She tells Emily that she's fine. I'm not going back there. I'm tired. I just need a little rest, right? William puts her to bed.
1: No, but before William puts her to bed,
0: oh, yeah. she, she says, says listen
1: to me. Your father doesn't love me. He doesn't love you either. I do. I always have. As William walks her away, she like stares at Emily.
0: Lovely. That's nice to say to a a child.
1: Oh, God. The life of a divorce. A a child of divorce.
0: (laughs) Mm. Yeah.
1: This poor girl was like, I wish I would have gotten divorced. (laughs) Where did it go wrong?
0: Well, William puts her to bed. Is this real? Are you real? Did you ever love me? Tell me the truth. Tell me one true thing. He pours her water. If you keep pretending, you're not going to remember who you are. Uh, This is all very interesting dialogue because the psychology is interesting here. It's... Not that he doesn't know who he is. It's that he's always kind of known who he is, and he's been pretending he's not who he is a little bit. She has it the opposite way.
1: Yes, and she's going to... I think that that's part of what pushes her over the edge, is learning that she was wrong. Correct. Like, that he he isn't pretending now. He was pretending before. hmm
0: Are we saying he's a bit of a sociopath?
1: I think so.
0: I <laughs> mean, for him to say he's always had the stain in his soul, and he's been hiding it, I mean, this... This goes back to the great, uh, the the ending of Kill Bill 2, where he tells uh, Beatrix, Kill Bill or Bill, tells Beatrix, he says, you know, Batman has to put on his costume, but that's not you. You're Superman. Superman has to put on the normal guy thing to not be Superman, right? You're always Superman. You always have your powers. You're always who you are. It's kind of like this, right? He's not putting on the mask to be the man in black, He's taking off the mask of William to be the true man he is, the man in
1: black. Right, William is the mask.
0: Which is fucked up, <clears throat> right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. Well, drink this, rest up, right? William takes a card out of his pocket, puts it in a
1: book. When he thinks she's sleeping, so he looks at her and he pats her head. Oh, head pat. Yep. Um, she's almost condescending a head pat, okay? Mm-hmm. Unless you're doing it to your dog. Then it's wonderful and beautiful.
0: Well, cut back. What happened was nobody's fault. She was drunk and upset. She often was. What was different about this night, Emily wonders? I'm missing a piece of the puzzle, right? Yes. Now, is she being deceptive here?
1: Yes, 100%.
0: Do you think that she would just assume her mom would kill herself after seeing the tape? Emily didn't.
1: Yeah, because Emily's like, I'm going to ruin his life. Okay. Like, we don't know how long after Emily saw this or at what point she saw it, but this shit is bad. Think about what's on this. Think about the shit he has done in Westworld. Mm. Imagine you sit down, and you're like, oh, what's this? Oh, I'm already d- drunk and depressed and fucking crazy. Oh, that's true. There's my husband raping bitches, killing kids. Like, that's not going to, at this point, she's probably already teetering.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I'm saying? Sure. So, anyway, <laughs> we've all taken a Xanax in the bath. Come on. <laughs> Isn't that the point? Isn't that what are supposed to do? So
0: Emily and William talk. The doctor will be there in the morning because we go back, right?
1: Yeah. Emily called the doctor. They're going to get her committed.
0: Yep. Correct. Whoa. They see the water. William rushes upstairs. Juliet's in the bathtub dead in a very dramatic and cinematic moment.
1: Yeah. I like it. It's
0: awesome. The water dripping from the chandelier was great.
1: And his realization of,
0: oh, yeah. not good. Bad news bears. But uh, William stands up. Why are we going over this? What do you want? She says, I want the truth. Fuck you. Excuse me? If it isn't, it, it is you, isn't it? This is a this sadistic, Robert. You want to shove this in my face. You want me, you want to distract me and knock me off my course. It's cleverly disguised, but I see through it. Nothing stopping me from getting to the end. Not another one of your games. I make my own decisions and I'm going to destroy this
1: whole fucking place. And this is when Yikes. Emily, who has been keeping up this facade of, I just want an answer. I just need to know. Like, let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. Yes. This shit right here is what pushes her over the edge.
0: It's really She's bad like, news. She's like, you
1: don't just think I'm a host. You think this whole place is built for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says, you know, you thought this whole time I'm a host pretending to be human, but I'm actually your daughter pretending to give a shit about you. And then this is when she says, I'm doing all this because I'm going to expose you. You're going to be locked up just like we did to mom. Mm -hmm. And this is like the, he's like, no, 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 that's what you did. That was your idea. This is some fucked up shit.
0: It's so fucked up. You know, we we were just saying that the man in black is the true nature of William and William was simply a mask, right? Mm -hmm. It's funny that he has this grip on who and what he is. And he's embraced the stain, as it were. Mm -hmm. Yet he does lose his grip on reality for a minute here. Because he's really obsessed with the idea of this game and Ford. And he murders his daughter. Yes. It's pretty intense. What what a mindfuck! The
1: the way he does it is crazy.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. So anyway, fuck you, Ford. How could I ever forget this? That that little detail haunted me. I blame myself for her death. But then I stopped because I had someone else to blame. Right?
1: Yeah, fuck, she oh, says, no,
0: fuck Ford, she says. This is her talking. I fucked up. Sorry.
1: She says she read the profile. Right. Mom left it for her. The only way to open her eyes to the lies she embraced about him. Again, typical child of divorce. You haven't lost
0: yourself <laughs> pretending you are, in your very essence, a lie.
1: And she says it's over. And then, you know, I call him QA. I don't know I, what I, I just him.
0: put extraction team. Oh.
1: I call everybody QA. I don't they know s- why.
0: So they scan William. He shows clear. And at this point, everyone thinks they're going to scan her.
1: They recognize William as well. He's like, yes. oh, it's the boss. Right. And then he scans him.
0: But he gets a gun and he fucking kills those guys. Those <laughs> are real people. She's freaking out. Well, not really. She's kind of calm. No, she's considering.
1: She's, I think she's pretty much in shock. Oh,
0: yeah. She's in shock. I would I would agree with
1: that. That because she says those are like she stutters, she stumbles over her words. Those are real, real people. This mm-hmm. isn't a game. There's a like, wait, I can show you. She's panicking and she's like, "Holy shit, what's happening?" Because he's looking at her like I was gonna, he's gonna kill her. And she reaches for her back pocket,
0: and he and blows her away. Blows
1: her away. I'm assuming he thinks she's reaching for a gun, right? Maybe. But isn't that the, the typical it, thing? Yes, it's the Is, it's the oh, trope. she reached for the gun, so I shot her. Right. Which obviously she wasn't reaching for a gun. She was reaching for that that profile. She wanted to show it because he. And once he shoots her, he's like, ah, oh, hmm. Ford, LOL. He goes, fuck you, Ford. Fuck you. He yells it to he the sky. He overreached. Yes. Because he never told anybody about his profile. Yes. Ford gave himself away.
0: Yes. William spots the profile in her hand. I wrote William.
1: And he goes to, it's because he's going to cut open her arm. Just, just to have his reassurance that she's a host. Yeah. That's what he's going to do. A little
0: late now there, mister.
1: Yes, exactly. Um, Cut to black. No, the the look on his fucking face when yeah, he sees that profile card great. in her hand. It's great. Oh my god, Ed Harris is a good actor.
0: Wow. What do you think about Emily exiting the story?
1: I totally unexpected. Yeah. Did not did not expect to lose her in this episode. Mm-hmm. I was very surprised. Even when we're in the situation, she's scared, and he's just shot all these other people, and it's clear that he's convinced she's a host. I, I, I was really surprised. Yep. But but I, I don't—it's not like I'm like, why did they bring her in just to kill her? Like, there was clearly a, a real reason why they did this. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it makes sense. That there's so much storytelling and so much of William's character that that is so important that we see through her and through the story that we, we, we tell in this episode. Right. You know, she was necessary sure. for his character growth.
0: I concur. Well, after that hard cut to black, we go see Maeve, Right. And what is Maeve doing? Well, just, she's just, uh, chilling.
1: just hanging out. She's doing, fucking chilling.
0: She's totally... Uh,
1: Sorry, I almost dropped my iPad.
0: It looks like it's going to fall. It's precariously no, it's, it's, it's fine. bent. Um, Roland, as soon as they say the word, it's over for you, sweetheart. I mean, this guy's a sadistic fuck. I mean, why do they delight in the idea of just shutting her I've off? I've
1: been saying this since last week, how bad he
0: is. Mm. Anyway, Ford says the following. This is a really great monologue by Ford. Mankind is poised midway between the gods and the beasts. That may have been true in Plotinus's, how do you say it? Plotinus? Plotinus's? Fuck. God, I don't know. I can't say P words today. That's for certain. But clearly we've fallen quite a bit since then. Oh, my dear girl. What have they done to you, Maeve? You learned so much so fast. A dazzling star brought too low. I had a different story in mind for you. Right, And he goes on to say that uh, his feelings for her, I imbued the host, made the world view. You were as close as I got to having one, meaning a child. Instead, I underestimate one. I underestimate you stayed here in this world to save your child. So have I. What'd you think of him saying that?
1: So there That's were, really cool. There were a couple of things about this that, one, <laughs> I like that we finally have an answer to Maeve and her sentience and like when it began, Mm -hmm. and what was Ford's plan and what wasn't. And Ford's plan was for her to get on that train and to leave Westworld. Yes, And it was her that brought her back. I'm glad we finally have a concrete answer to that question. Which was Ford's plan and which was actually her? Was her leaving her plan and then Ford brought her back with the daughter or vice versa? So here's our answer. So I'm really glad for that, that we've answered this big question from season one.
0: Because we confirm... Free will, in a sense, for the for them, like yes, they, we
1: know that Maeve has free will, and that her coming back was against her code. There you go. Um, I I find this interesting from Ford. Um, I my problem is is I, I I don't know other than Maeve being special in this season as far as you know having these powers. I I don't feel like we were ever even given any indication of this favoritism of Maeve ever. Mm-hmm. he has a favorite host and he makes her the madam. Like, I don't know. I just, I wonder, is this going to be a story we tell next season? Like, we've seen, obviously, Dolores is um, Bernard Arnold's favorite. Oh, and we've sure. seen that story told. Um, I don't, this kind of came out of nowhere to me that he's like, oh, you're my favorite. You're like my child, you specifically. Mm-hmm. Like, if he's like, oh, all my creations are my children. I'm like, okay, whatever. He's like, no, maybe you, you were especially, you're my favorite. And I don't know if I feel like I've been given enough to believe this didn't just come out of nowhere. Okay. I guess.
0: Maybe That's it hasn't all, just always been. That's specifically that
1: it was Maeve.
0: Is it maybe the way she interacted with her storyline that drew his attention to her?
1: No, but he says you've always been my favorite, essentially. Okay. I mean, so, I don't know. He said, it, I just, I don't know if this is because we're going to see more of this next season. Maybe next season is going to be like Maeve's whole story. Like, we saw Dolores' whole story. Like, okay, Maeve, come back online and whatever. Um... Daniel Falch says Ford is lying. Um I don't know. I get the idea that he sees these as his children. I totally get that. um, and I get the idea that Maeve has more powerful than the other hosts, and that's why he's communicating with her. But this whole like you're my favorite i'm I'm coming back here to save you, my child. I, I guess maybe he means his children as a whole. I just feel like the 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 Maeve like favoritism thing like really came out of left field for me, and I was like, oh, I don't feel like there's any backstory to this at all. like it's just convenient. Mm. So that was some one thing about the episode that bothered me. That's all.
0: He's also a he's also detached as well because he has some clear, clear emotional issues himself. The way he says it, it's a shame to let it in here. Don't let them. Right? Yeah. You've come so far. It's it's like you know, it's like this weird Zeus thing where you're just sort of watching the people play from your clouds and yes, you're fond of your little human subjects while sitting up in your fucking cloud palace and you know this great god oh, powerful when you thing. say
1: cloud palace it makes me think of like super mario brothers
0: but <laughs> my point here is that he is so far advanced and like maybe he just feels a bit detached and he's just kind of saying it in a whimsical fashion
1: because it sounds good
0: yeah well you know him he's like oh that sounded good pats himself on the back great monologue great monologue
1: bet least sizable couldn't have written that
0: well, back to Bernard, huh? Elsie asks Bernard to stop, right?
1: They're get some ammunition from some dead people, like
0: you do. And what does Ford tell Bernard He's
1: in his head movies? Elsie's going to betray in you. In my
0: head movies.
1: He says that Elsie's going to betray him. Mm. Um, and he says, this isn't just about you. There's a, the, an origin of an entire um, species to consider. We need to open the door. Hmm. And Bernard's that like, great moment where he says, get out of my fucking head. And he's like freaking out. I'm like, oh, Bernard, you're so good. I yes. love you. Yes. Fantastic. Good stuff. So he's like, I'm just going to literally delete him. do do Starts cutting his arm open, doing all the shit. Like, goodbye, Ford. Right. Right.
0: He's always p- prodding and pushing his hosts, isn't he?
1: Well, especially Bernard. Hmm. bernard
0: Great quote here, which says, humans will choose what they understand over what they don't. That's true. The only animals left in this world are the ones that they are subjugated, who curl at their feet or who flee at their approach. There's nothing in between.
1: Get out of my fucking
0: head. He freaks out.
1: This is the loudest he's been all season and there was no mumbling. I actually I heard did every not word need he the said. Subtitles.
0: Yeah, I heard every word he said. It was impressive. He throws the pistol, he climbs into the truck, and he stabs his arm for hacking time.
1: Hacking time.
0: <laughs> hacking time. I need you to let me go. If I'm going to survive, I'm going to do it my way, not as you as me. I can feel you searching for me, fighting me off. No need to struggle. And he's in the back seat, of course. Uh, no, you've only brought violence. I can stop this on my own. Indeed, you're the only one who can. You can stop all of it. More creepy words from Ford as he vanishes.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, and he's like, yeah, I deleted him. But I don't think it's that easy, Bernard. Nice try. Nope. Um, Elsie. When Elsie returns and she sees what Bernard's doing, she's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> he's like, oh, just had a glitch, you know, like fucking robots do. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> and Elsie's reaction here is pretty fantastic yeah, she's, she's scared and she says oh you're gonna hurt me are you gonna hurt me and yeah. she's she, she's scared and she sad be. and emotional
0: yeah I like her here
1: um, I, I like I really really like her reaction to seeing what he's doing and realizing something happened when he was in the cradle right um, and that it's not good and he's he's not gonna hurt her but he is yet again going to abandon her in a locale he is, take off,
0: except minus a minus a naked a rear naked choke.
1: Yeah, no rear naked choke, but also like no bucket to like pee in and no like protein bars to eat.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: she might be hungry.
0: She'll be eating the corpses of the ghost nation.
1: Mm, true, true.
0: Well, he says it's safer next time you see me. You can decommission me. I'll be whatever you'd like. I think you saying fuck bot.
1: I hope not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But right now, I have to go. Fuck you, Bernard. He drives off, of course.
1: Again, breakup number one. Well, no. Breakup number one was the suicide.
0: (laughs) Well, there's also- Suicide number one. Killing your daughter. That's a breakup of sorts. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, We're on to our third, I would say.
1: So he's like, "Uh, so Elsie, it's been good, um, but I'm going to abandon you in this forest, and I am going to go find a new human that is younger and prettier than you. Yeah. Good day. It's a good move. And he- they doesn't even leave her with her shit.
0: So we got some reckoning time here for Mr. Man in Black. He's riding his horse, barely. He dismounts it, clearly, uh, clearly in distress.
1: I thought he was crying, maybe.
0: I think he's bleeding to death. <laughs> I don't think the Man in Black cries much these days.
1: <laughs> I need to just murder his fucking daughter. Like, now would be the time if you were ever gonna cry.
0: He is remembering her. He draws his pistol. He contemplates blowing himself away. I think there could be a moment of remorse here. And um, tell me the truth. Tell me one true thing, Juliet asks him in his head, right? We got cuts back and forth here. Yes. He puts the profile card in the book, feels around his forearm.
1: This is interesting to me. Yes. Because at this point, is he already worried that he might be a host and not know it? Sure. That was just fucking crazy.
0: Makes sense based on the technology.
1: But And it's just crazy that he would all this time worry about this and never actually check. Hmm. Isn't
0: it? Yeah. Well, we don't know how long he's been thinking about it, but yeah, you're right.
1: He's been thinking about this. His wife fucking kills herself. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's been a bit.
0: That's true. So anyway, he's uh, he's monologuing here.
1: This is the voiceover from the beginning. This is where he said it. He said it to his sleeping wife, who was not asleep. She was listening. Duh, you don't fucking monologue about how you're a sociopath to your sleeping wife. She's legit not sleeping. She's listening. Just fair warning. If you want a monologue about how you're a sociopath, do it outside alone in your car. Okay. When you're like driving to work one day.
0: Snapchat that shit. That's what I do. With a cute little puppy dog nose filter.
1: (laughs) With like a squeaky voice.
0: Take the head off. I'm
1: insane. (laughs) I'm just
0: shedding my skin. (laughs) (laughs) Those stupid fucking things. Uh, But he does say uh, some pretty interesting stuff here. Some of it we've already said, but he says I was shedding my skin and the darkness was what was underneath. It was mine all along. And I decided how much of it I let into the world. I tried, to do the, I tried to do right. I was faithful, generous, kind, at least in this world. That has to count for something, right? I built a wall and tried to protect you and Emily, but you saw right through it, didn't you? You're the only one. And for that, I'm truly sorry, because everything you feel is true. I don't belong to you or this world. I belong to another world. I always have.
1: And you see, like, young William looking at Dolores. Mm. That's Dolores, man. She knows how to make men real fucked up. Just saying.
0: Yeah. There's something about Dolores. I'm like,
1: oof, boy, a much is. darker
0: tail than there's something about Mary. No coming in hair, but.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Well, Juliet gets up one last time. <laughs> That's fucked.
1: Juliet's like, he's like, all right, well, I'm glad I told you this. William's like, oh, well, now that I told the story about how I'm a fucking psycho, I'm going to head on out. And Juliet like opens her eyes, like, you motherfucker, come on it's well, like, oh, I saw you put that shit in that book. I better go check it out.
0: Puts the card in the music box after watching a quite a disturbing Pornhub search. Yeah. And then uh, cut to tub and water.
1: Yeah. She's like, well, I want to warn Emily, my daughter who doesn't love me because she loves him so much because she thinks he's so great. Um, but I'm also going to kill myself because I just literally watch videos of my husband raping women and killing children. So, bye.
0: Well, what is a person other than a collection of choices? Where do those choices come from? Do I have a choice? That's a great question.
1: Were any of these choices truly mine to begin with?
0: Mm.
1: Um, so, he doesn't shoot himself.
0: No. He carves into his arm, fades to, to black, or maybe it's a cut. I don't know. Is this real? Are you real?
1: Um, so, Holy. we don't get our answer, but I agree with everyone in the chat who says, "If The Man Black is a host, and this is our big reveal in episode 10. I will be pissed. I will be fucking pissed. That will really aggravate me. It's poor writing. Not interested. Literally not interested. I will be so mad at the show. I want to put that out in the interwebs now. If that is how this episode is going to end, I want the writers to go back and rewrite it before they release it. I'll keep talking about this while Dean coughs. and almost dies. I hope I don't need to do the Heimlich because I don't know how to do it on humans. I feel like it's different than it is on dogs. You don't need to do the Heimlich. That was really scary for like two seconds was it yeah I was like what if you just started dying on a live podcast like, that'd be what, so metal everyone would 100% think I poisoned you first of all that'd like, be I just so know fucking metal what? I'd definitely go to jail and I would not I'd just kill myself if I was in jail so
0: <laughs> well let's wrap up <laughs> my next grouping of notes is called Teddy and Dolores <laughs> last ride <laughs> it's like an old western tale the Teddy and Dolores last ride
1: Oh, Teddy, you poor, poor fucker.
0: Oh. Uh, I mean, she hurts himself.
1: My my notes say, cut to Dolores and Teddy and I take a nap, is what <laughs> I wrote. You <laughs> know why? Because I don't fucking care about Dolores and Teddy. I mean, I care a little, but not a lot.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is pretty intense.
1: Yeah, and when he kills himself, I'm like, all right, I wasn't expecting that. That was real fucking cool. I like being surprised by shit.
0: It was it was. Pretty intense. No matter no, no matter how I change or how much you change me, you're my cornerstone. You have been since the first time I laid eyes on you. I remember now. I remember everything. I like seeing him come online. Wake up, Teddy, or bring yourself online or something. Um, I remember the sound of their voices, the chill in the room, but mostly I remember you. I remember worrying you were cold. I want to reach out and touch you, protect you. From that day forward, I never wanted to leave your side. He steps away. That's why this is so hard. Draws a pistol. Of course, she has a moment of, are you going to kill me? Nope. Shoots himself.
1: Yeah, hey, you changed me, made me into a monster. What's the use of surviving to become just as bad as them? I'm paraphrasing. Um, I understand now how this will end, where you will lead us. Hey,
0: that's uh, that's hardcore.
1: She says, you don't want to hurt me, Teddy. He's like, oh, no, no, I don't. I could never hurt you, Dolores. I'll protect you until the day I die. And he's like, joke's on you, bitch, because I'm going to kill myself right now. Bye. And that's how that goes. He says, I can't protect you anymore.
0: I like and, her response. I like I like her reaction to him shooting himself. Pretty
1: fucking fantastic. Um someone oh Scott T X says her acting is probably the best acting he's seen out of her so far this season. I agree that I've not been a big Dolores fan this season. Her storyline has been uninteresting to me. I love this moment. Mm. She's stunned. Yep. Truly um, really stunned. And I was stunned too, because this is certainly not how I expected this isn't how I expected Teddy to go out. Yeah.
0: It's um it's fascinating, right? I mean, we had the Man in Black contemplating shooting himself. We had Juliet killing herself. We have Teddy killing himself. Um,
1: we have Bernard stranding Elsie again.
0: Westworld is uh, a tough place.
1: I don't think I'm going to go there on vacation. It doesn't vacation. bring out the
0: best in people, does it?
1: I think I'll go to Disney instead.
0: But there you have it. Quite the setup uh, episode, uh, to say the least, for the uh, finale.
1: Great last scene for an episode. Great closeout scene, I yep, think.
0: Great closeout scene for sure.
1: Um. Emo Teddy, yeah, Emo Teddy, all right. He's like, yeah, you know intense. what? You know what's real in right now. Suicide. Yikes, See that's that in my code. That's uh, that's pretty insensitive. Well, talk to Netflix. They got thirteen reasons why I'm making all the money for them.
0: Yeah, they're like, let's really capture, let's really capture this fucking hashtag suicide stuff and make a bunch of money on it. Says Netflix. <laughs> Remember that? Remember that little plucky company everyone was rooting for in the end. Now we're just going to capitalize on suicide. Right now.
1: Netflix is like, no, what we'd like to do. They're
0: like, you know what? Make a series what?
1: that's got a lot of suicide, a lot of rape, and even a potential school shooting. Like, we're, let's we're go. Not,
0: we're, 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 you know, we're not that plucky little company you hope makes it
1: anymore. Now we're
0: here. All right, let's do some listener comments for this week's episode. And I'll stop
1: spoiling how they Netflix shows.
0: <laughs> spoiling? That's the in the preview, yeah?
1: Of, of uh, the TV show 13 Reasons Why? No. <laughs> All
0: right. All right. <clears throat> Wait, what are we
1: doing? I didn't
0: uh, Susan York says, I thought Bernard showed real passion for the first time ever with his line, get out of my fucking head. The show is almost an unrelenting puzzle. It's so real, spontaneous, emotion is welcome. And then Brenda, she says, I too want Ford out of my head. I'm tired of the old guy. Even death didn't get rid of that crafty bastard. She continues, I find the man in black endlessly frustrating. He may be the most complicated torture character. Seriously, he kills his daughter because... He thinks she's a host, and cuts in his own arm to check to see if he's a host. This guy is playing the game at its deepest level and suffering for doing so. I thought Teddy was William's wife. Bef- I thought Teddy and William's wife both made the interesting choice; neither could live with the monsters they loved, and so killed themselves rather than killing the monsters. Dolores and William.
1: I liked that comment too. I was going to read it. So I look Whatever. forward
0: to next week's bloodshed. There you have it. Thank you very much, Susan. Good comment.
1: I wanted to read that comment, so I'm mad now. Go. I read Craig Deely in a regular accent. Oh, that's fucked up, mate. Another really strong episode, worth the entrance fee for man in black's express man in black's expression alone when he realized he had shot his daughter, and he spelled realized the English way with an S and not a Z. He has descended so far into the game, as it were, that he really doesn't know what is up and what is down. Is there any chance he could be a host? What with him starting to open up his arm at the end. Ford is awesome, a complete puppet master, not to mention a sneaky shit. I love how it looks like he just activated Maeve's cheat code. One complaint, though. If anyone's going to appear in my head, much as I admire Sir Anthony as a marvelous actor, I prefer my invisible friend to look like Six instead. Six as in Battlestar Galactica 6. I added that commentary. I'm torn between not wanting to wait for next week and not wanting the series to be over.
0: Boom. All right. I will uh, I will dive into uh, Andrea Lancioni. She says the following. I had a couple problems with some things in the episode. First, I'd never really felt any passion love behind Teddy and Dolores. So love story that Teddy uh, tells before he kills himself just didn't hit me anywhere emotionally. But Evan Rachel Wood's reaction I thought was great. I just didn't ever feel any real connection with those two characters. So when it came time to end for the season, excuse me, when it came time to end for the reason it did, I just, I was just disappointed because I was hoping to see an Ark and Teddy that would last at least to the finale. Also Maven Ford, I never once recollect any hint that she uh, was somehow his favorite. So when he gives her the speech about how she, about how she came back for her child and he's staying for his, I was thinking it was such a stretch considering everything we know about the character of Ford. Although, obviously, his speech was perfection from a performance perspective. I wonder if we will see him in the finale. Good stuff, Andrea, as usual. Anyone else, or should we dive to our final thoughts?
1: I just like that. Brian Campbell, I love the juxtaposition of Teddy and William holding guns to their heads. Another excellent entry.
0: Mm. A man, uh, a succinct comment from uh, B.C. B.C.? All right. Final thoughts, my friend.
1: I thought, like I said, this is a good penultimate episode leading into the finale. Um, I think we got a lot of like Teddy dying, the man in black's daughter dying. This is some big stuff we got out of the way in this episode, which makes me think there's a lot of big stuff coming in the finale, which is exciting. Um, I have really high hopes for this finale. I really enjoyed this season. Um, I think I enjoyed it more than season one, um, in a way. And I don't know. I hope this finale doesn't let me down. I hope it, it's going to be really long, right? I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's going to be like three hours long, basically. Like last season, the finale was like an hour and forty minutes. It was a small movie. Um, but I'm I'm really excited to see where this goes, how it ends. Please don't fuck it up and and make it end like oh my god, the man in black's a host because I will just die. Boom. That's all.
0: Yeah, the penumbra episode, as it were, Penumbra was very good. The
1: platypus episode was fantastic. I
0: the, uh, yeah, absolutely. I thought the precognition of this particular episode in the series was uh, solid. And uh, I think it did what it needed to do. As I said in the beginning, I kind of I, I kind am going to just repeat my opening comments here um, and just be derivative of myself and show that I've learned nothing in this conversation by saying, I think it it closed some loops it needed to for a finale that really needs to, I believe, focus on Maeve, Dolores and the man in black and not necessarily too much on their side characters. And of course, Bernard. So I'm looking forward to how that's going to end. I like the way it ended where it did. I do like the que- the questions raised by both Jessica and Andrea, as far as was there an indication that Ford's his favorite, or is this just Ford being a, a creepy manipulative puppet master as he's fond of doing? I couldn't tell you, but it is something to contemplate. Uh, I like this episode. I thought it was a good job. I'm very happy with the backstory of Juliet and the schism, as it were, between, uh, between he good and word. Emily. I thought that was uh, played perfectly. So uh, I liked it, man. I, I, I think this has been a really good season. I'm enjoying it. I'm looking forward to the ending. And that is that. So... Thank you guys for tuning into the live chat. Thank you for showing up as you uh, always do. You guys are awesome. True
1: angels among humans. True, I mean,
0: real angels here among humans. So many of you. White hats, the lot of you.
1: None of you are bad people, okay? I've never looked at a chat and seen anything so full of splendor. There you go. Well, (laughs) tell these good people goodbye. Goodbye, good people.